Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, you are listening to Going for Goal, the weekly women's health podcast. My name is Roisin Dev-Shokane. I'm Senior Editor on Women's Health, and this is your weekly chance to plug in and be inspired to work on your health and wellness. Some weeks, we'll bring you advice from world-leading experts on how to achieve the health and wellness goals that matter most to you. On others, like this one, we call up some of our favourite celebrities and internationally renowned fitness superstars to discuss the healthy habits that help them achieve their personal goals. This week, we welcome onto the podcast the former women's health cover star, Irish broadcaster, Laura Whitmore. Her grit and positivity shine through in this episode, where she chats to Women's Health's editor-in-chief, Claire Sanderson, about her rather turbulent 2020. A year that began with the high of landing the plum job as the new Love Island host, before losing her dear friend Caroline Flack partway through the series. She tells us how, while it's certainly been tough, She's been grateful for the fact lockdown gave her time to grieve. It also allowed her to spend more time with her partner, Ian Sterling, and rediscover how important stillness is for her mental health. And stillness is something that's been MIA in her schedule since she moved from her hometown of Bray in County Wicklow after landing a job with MTV more than a decade ago. Laura also opens up about her relatably irregular workout routine, ignoring online trolls and trying her best to use social media as a force for good. Just a little disclaimer, Laura spoke to us before the latest batch of restrictions came into force, so please keep that in mind. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello everyone, my name is Claire Sanderson and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Women's Health. Today I am joined by one of the UK's most famous TV presenters. Um, She hosts Love Island, she also is a presenter on BBC Radio 5 Live and I'm sure many of you will also know her from her days on MTV. I am joined by the lovely Laura Whitmore. Hi, Claire. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Going for Goal. On on this podcast, we talk about um, someone's wellness journey and all aspects of their wellness and self-care and balance. So, But it would be um, remiss of me not to, to talk about the situation we're in at the moment, because if there's ever a time where our wellness is being threatened and compromised, it's the, it's the situation that we have found ourselves in in 2020 in this, in this COVID lockdown world that we live in. It's a very strange world we live in. How have you found the last few months? When I kind of reflect back, it's, 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 so, it's so extreme, because I guess I a lot of people are struggling with many things, um, as well as the obvious with people not being able to work and not being able to see loved ones. And I know it's there's a lot of like mental health issues around that too. But I've actually kind of tried to see the positives. And I was just talking to a friend the other day, and I've really 
really value this time to reset because I don't think I've ever in my life, Claire, been at home so much. I've never slept in my own bed. (laughs) That sounds really bad for this, for this many consecutive days. Um, And uh, it has been lovely. Um, And I didn't expect that because I, I think it's been such a difficult time, um, you know, with, with uncertainty with work and, you know, not being able to see families in other parts of the world and having to social distance. And I, I'm such a social person and I love hugging people and I love touching people and I'm just not used to not being able to like have to have that distance but looking on the bright side of things just being at home I at the beginning of the year was so crazy and I was flying a lot I was in Cape Town in South Africa doing Love Island I can't believe that was this year like I feel like that was 10 years ago Um, and I've always kind of been on a plane even like from early MTV days you mentioned there I was always like flying to different festivals and I I'm that person who doesn't like to stay still and and maybe to my detriment sometimes, I just, I, I always have a suitcase and I'm going somewhere. So I've been forced to stay still. And I think it's been good for me. Do you think it will change your priorities going forward and how you will go about living your life? I think so. I hope so for the better. Um, I I sometimes think I'm a little bit of a people pleaser where like I hate letting people down. And sometimes I'd find myself, oh, I'd be running all over the place like a headless chicken because I'd said it's my friend's birthday and this is happening and this is happening. I said I'd go here and... And then I thought, you know, you have to look out for yourself as well and know what's right for you and people will understand. And during lockdown, you should, there was nowhere to be going other than a Zoom. And it's okay to just not go to something because you want to be at home um, and because you need to self-care. And I've learned to kind of listen to my body and my body needed a break. I needed a break badly um, when March came and I was kind of forced to take a break. And, and I... Honestly, it, it's been so, so important for me to even deal with things. A lot of things that have happened this year, even things that have happened in the last 10 years, like my life since moving to London. London is like I, I moved over here from from Ireland, from County Wicklow. And not saying that County Wicklow isn't fast paced, but London is a lot, there's a lot more going on. So I feel like I've been on this roller coaster and to be able to just be home, to cook my own meals and not just be eating out or eating on the go. I used to eat because I was hungry which is important, but I like the ritual of it now that it's a process. Um, and and yeah, little things I've kind of found out about myself, which which has been nice. Would you share a couple of those things that you might have found out about yourself? Um, well, I realised that I do find it really hard to sit still. So I've had yeah. to really push myself. Um, and then you kind of think, what are you running away from? Or why are you not just like happy in your own company? Um, so that's been really nice. And I have been quite happy in my own company. And 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 obviously I live with my partner as well. So his company's been lovely too sometimes, but it's okay to take a few hours of the day to yourself or read a book or just potter around the house or clean and spend time cooking. As I said, I was always in a rush. I, I would eat because I'm hungry and you're kind of on the go and you eat just for the sake of it rather than go, well, here's all these ingredients and I'm going to really enjoy this as a process and it's a ritual and an experience. And, um, and I learned that I enjoyed that. I learned that I enjoy cooking. Who knew? Um, and, and even like our, our thrill of the day, remember when we could only leave the house once a day and it was like to walk the dog again, when I got my dog five years ago and I'd always bring him with me on shoots and I'd have to like run home in between filming or doing DJing to walk the dog. And, and now I'm like, I I love walking the dog. It's, it was like the highlight of my day. But before I was trying to squeeze it into my schedule. And sleep as well. The one thing I've appreciated is that we can just have more sleep. But uh, yeah, we're not commuting, we're not rushing around. And it's just nourishing ourselves holistically, getting 
It's that simple things like more sleep. Although, do you know what's weird, Claire? Like during lockdown, like I woke up early and I used to always be, I wish I could have a lie-in. I hate early call times. I wish I could have a lie-in. And then I had a chance to have this lie-in and we used to wake up at like 7am going, why Why are we doing this now? It's strange. But I think I did realise I still need routine. So even mm. though um, what I'd normally be doing kind of just evaporated, has disappeared, I realised I needed to set up, get up, have a coffee or get up and have breakfast and walk the dog. Or uh, sometimes I would do an online yoga class um, or work out with my trainer via uh, Instagram. And I just realized I do need some sort of routine. Mm. Absolutely. And I think we've all gone on a journey this last four or five months, whereas in the beginning, it was panic. We were all panicking. Mm. No one knew what was happening. This was such an unprecedented situation. And like for me, I started eating loads of chocolate and sugar. It was like a, a stress coping mechanism. I know a lot of people turned to wine. And mm. then we slowly me. got into, yeah, absolutely. A lot of my friends, I, I don't drink very much. And my, my, my poison is sugar and, mm. you know, Nutella from the jar and stuff. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Big spoon. But, yeah, absolutely. And uh, But I had to take stock after about a month and go, this can't continue, because this is obviously going going to go on for some time. Mm. So structure and routine is absolutely essential. Now, you mentioned your partner, Ian mm. Sterling, who's your, he's the, the voiceover on Love Island. So you you went from living together and working together to really living together. So you were together 24-7 in lockdown. How was that? Well, to be honest with you, when Ian works on Love Island, I never see him. So we spent a lot of the beginning of the year apart. We spent, and to be honest, since we've been together, we our schedules have always been like crossing each other in the night. Um, uh, so when I was in Cape Town, I'd be flying back and forth. I was recording a lot in London because I do a live show in London. So I was still doing radio and After Sun, which is like the after show. Well, Ian actually went out there for the whole time. So he's out there for the full six weeks or more. Mm. Um, so I saw very little of him. He's a totally different schedule. He works in a different, he doesn't work in the villa. He works in the production set. Um, so he's got his voiceover booth. So we'd have to make an effort to see each other. We had separate rooms because we had different schedules. I'd be going into the villa and if there's a late night vote, I could be leaving the villa at 4am. Because I remember once I went in at 1am and then two of the two of the islanders were having a fight. So we're like, I can't go in now. This is too good. So I had to wait for like two hours for them to stop fighting. So I got got home at about four or five a.m. So I and, and Ian was up the next morning to do voiceover and watch the VTs. So we we didn't have that much time together. So um we're actually really thankful to this is the first time we've really had spent time together, which Claire can be worrying because you're like, what happens if I don't actually like this person? Because <laughs> the relationship works because we don't spend a lot of time together. But it, it has been it has been really, really lovely. And I think we we both needed time. So you do like this person then? Yeah, you're, thank yeah. God. That'd be really <laughs> awkward. I have some friends who are in lockdown with people they didn't like and I, I, it's horrific. Oh, I can imagine some people in shared houses and stuff with housemates that irritate you at the best of times. Oh, well, I shouldn't probably share some of this. I won't mention names. But I remember after lockdown, remember when the pubs first opened and yeah. I met up with a friend and a couple of friends for drinks. There was this like lovely outside um, beer garden and uh, we <laughs> we were away. So we rented this little cottage and the next morning, two of the couples had broken up. They had, two of the, they had left yeah. and there was a girl there and a guy there and their other halves had left them because they had because they'd had a fight and they realised <laughs> they didn't like each other. And I was like, lockdown, it, it makes or breaks you. And I was just yeah. really thankful looking at Ian going, we did it, we survived. Yeah. 
you see everyone for the, all the negative points are there, front and mm-hmm. centre. Mm-hmm. So you, you mentioned during lockdown that you, you have continued with your wellness and you've done yoga, you've been doing online workouts with your um, your trainer via Harry. Instagram. Yeah. So, sorry, to, who is your trainer? Harry, uh, Harry Jameson. So Harry, is oh. a good, he's a good pal of mine. Um, I've known him for years. He's like in our, our group of friends. And I mean, he's been training me for a while, but I'll be honest, Claire, like, uh, my schedule is so all over the place. I'm like, I know, Harry, we're meant to be training tomorrow, but can we cancel that for next week? And I'd always be like, and we both would be, he'd be away a lot as well. And we'd always say, let's do it tomorrow instead. And it became less a regular thing, especially when we had to like go into the gym to do it because you know, just traveling into the gym, having a shower, coming back home, then it'd take up an extra an hour or two just with the commute and, and having a shower and blow drying your hair if you had to go to studio afterwards. And during lockdown, there was no excuse because I couldn't say, oh, I actually have something on because I was at home. And it was really important for me not just for the physical side of things, actually more so than the physical side of things, was just the mental side of things. As I said, having that structure. So during lockdown, we every Saturday and every Thursday morning, um, we would do a workout. We'd do one stretch and then we'd do one kind of full body workout. And it was really lovely. And I never in my wildest dreams thought I would put out myself working out because it is not a pretty sight and it's not something I want to share with people. I hate going to the gym and seeing people I know because I'm like, don't look at me. But mm. during lockdown, I didn't really seem to care. And it was really nice seeing, um, I would get comments from people who, you know, working with the NHS were saying, oh, I really enjoy this little workout every Saturday morning. It's like a little thing I look forward to and and people of all ages. And it became it became regular that I almost, we're not really doing it now. Um, but we might, we might come back and do it because I, I miss it. So what type of training was it? Hit, body weight? Yeah, we do a mixture. So we do hit. Um, and the one thing with Harry as well, which is brilliant, he always does like, you know, a proper warm up, a proper warm down. And he always does like a guided mindfulness afterwards, um, which I think is great because, I mean, you know more than anyone, like how interlinked physical and mental health are. Um, and that was really important. Uh, and to be kind on our body, I think, Myself included, when you see everyone working out, you're like, oh, I need to be working out every day at home during lockdown. Um, And that wasn't for me. That's not how my body works. So we would do something like a hit, um, maybe on a Saturday. And then maybe on the Thursday, then we would just do more yoga stretches, um, uh, mobility um, and things like that. So in an ideal world, and I know that your schedule um, maybe in in normal times is is unpredictable but what yeah. would a, a week of workouts look like for you again it varies so I always try and pick things that suit my lifestyle and the number one thing is I always have a pair of trainers in my bag because you can do that anywhere yeah. and um I remember just to give you an idea I remember years ago I I was away in Meyerhofen um, and I think it was snow bombing. It was a music festival over there. And then I got a call from my agent saying they wanted me to do this behind the scenes on the James Bond film. And I had to fly to Mexico. And I went from Meyerhofen to Mexico, but I was only there for two nights. And I never really had time to, to see any of the city um, other than to interview Daniel Craig, which was great. But I remember one, I had my trainers with me because I always had them with me. And I'm not the strongest runner in the world, but um, I can do, I can do a little bit of a jog. Um, and I just got up at 6am and I just ran around the city and 
that's the one thing I love of like seeing a place, but also getting that bit of exercise in as well. So I'll always have my trainers in because you can do that anywhere. Um, and I'm actually doing something at the moment for BBC Sport, which is the Couch to 5K, um, which has been really good because that's how I started running because you can't really go from zero. Like I think I ran for a bus, like that's the most I could do to then yeah. suddenly doing a half marathon, which I did a half marathon with a friend a few years ago. We kind of gave that to ourselves. We said, look, let's do it together. Let's train together. And it was a little accomplishment when we succeeded. But you kind of, if you stop running for a while, you can kind of lose that momentum. So you kind of gradually build yourself up again. So I really enjoyed the uh, couch to 5K. Um, so yeah, something like that that I could do anywhere. And and also you kind of kill two birds with one stone. You get to see beautiful side of the world if you happen to be in a nice city. I remember I used to do, I used to work in Ibiza um, for MTV doing Ibiza Rocks. And I used to, everyone used to think I was crazy. I used to get up at like... 6 or 7 a.m. and go for a run around San Antonio. Now, Claire, I don't know if you've been to San Antonio, but if you run around San Antonio around the beach at 6 a.m., you will see some sights. I was definitely the only sober person there. (laughs) I have been to Ibiza, um, (laughs) much younger, about at least 20 years ago. Different different times. Different times. Yeah. yeah. The good thing was I remember running away from a group of drunken men. I was like, you're never catching up with me. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Um, well, running, I think, is the absolute best form of exercise for your mental health mm. as well. And we, you know, exercising for aesthetics should be the last reason that people are exercising, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. but it's just the holistic health benefits of, oh. of working out. Um, you did have um, a very tough experience at the start of this year. Your your dear friend, Caroline Flack, who was, who was also a friend of Woman's Health, she's been on our cover twice. She she sadly took her own life and that, that impacted you to a great deal. And I know you've spoken quite a lot about how that affected you grief in at the moment is 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 sadly prevalent for so many people due to the 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 death rate for covid as well Mm -hmm. what coping strategies did you put in place to to deal with your grief at that time and ongoing i think at the time i didn't deal with it because i probably that wasn't allowed but, but wasn't in a position where i could because i was still doing this show and 
I really didn't know. I just needed, it was like, you know, when you're on a roller coaster and you need to get through it. And also I think when you, I've never lost someone in my group of friends who's so young. Like I've lost grandparents, but I'd never lost someone. So I think I don't really, I think it's only now sometimes I'll get a message from, it's hard, I'll get tagged in something from a fan account of Caroline. I think it's Caroline. And it's only now that it's, it kind of hit me going, that's not going to, that's not her. Um, I think at the time, it was so overwhelming. There was so much t- to, when you do a show like Love Island and obviously getting a show like that, it's a great show, but it's in the worst circumstances. And I was very lucky to have the support of Caroline um, and the team around me. But you kind of have the world looking at you and everyone wants a reaction. Um, so I was also very careful. It's okay to protect yourself. And grief is so different to so many people. It was also very difficult because Ian was over in Cape Town the whole time. So, and I was in London um, when it happened. So that was really difficult. And even when I did fly over to him, there was like, I remember at the airport, there was a camera and I was like, are they trying to get my reaction? And I, I feel it's okay to deal with grief privately if you choose to, you can, or find your group of friends. Not that I was by myself. I had good people around me, but I found it really difficult because it was so public. So that's why lockdown was really great if I'm honest because I had that privacy and I had that time um but I I don't know I think a lot of people it's been a very difficult year for so many people and a lot of people have lost people before their time um my cousin passed away of coronavirus during lockdown he was only in his mm-hmm. 40s in Ireland and my mom was able to go to the funeral because there was 12 people allowed but she wasn't able to hug her sister um so that's like I can't imagine what that's like to not be because that's you need to be able to grieve in whatever way you can if that's hugs if that's with your little group of people and what what do you do when you, that's taken away from you um so I think it's going to be a long process for a lot of people and and it's ongoing there isn't like six steps to grief and then it's done that's not how it works mm. um Caroline's death sparked a a groundswell and reaction to how women in media are treated by the media and and on social media. And I know this is something that that you've spoken about at length too Mm -hmm. and the treatment that you've had in the past where you've been upskirted and the Mm -hmm. negative comments you get on social media. How do you deal with such scrutiny on on a daily basis, on an hourly basis? I think... Um, you get a thick skin and also I think at the start I probably kept things to myself a little bit and the one great thing about women that women we we do tend to talk to each other a lot we do tend to you know have that sisterhood and I find the more I shared stories with other women particularly in the industry um, women who I hugely respect and I saw this type of stuff was happening to to everyone like it, I wasn't sometimes you feel like you're just being picked out and you're like actually no like the whole system is wrong mm-hmm. um, and everyone is, is dealing with their own thing um, uh, and you realise it's not personal it's just it's just this the system is broke um and you need to say something and I think when I first started I was probably a bit scared to say anything because you're kind of told to to just get on with it um while now I've definitely found my voice and I think when you see younger people kind of coming into the industry and when I started this Claire like I didn't have when I first got into MTV Instagram didn't exist I think it was a few years in before I got it so I mean, if people didn't like me, I just didn't know. Like, it was lovely. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just don't know. And it's just that extremes of people, they either love you, like absolutely worship you, or they absolutely hate you. And it's so extreme. And and a lot of, there's a lot of very unhappy people who tend to push their insecurities on people who they can see 
and especially people who are have a platform. Um, and it's hard because a lot of things that are said are probably drawing on your own personal insecurities. I'm like, I might be self-conscious and someone's pointing that out and you're like, thank you. That's something I already know. Thank you. Um, so it's difficult, but I definitely feel stronger by talking and by communicating um, and and realizing that we're all we're all vulnerable and sometimes you think when you're in this industry oh you need to get a thick skin which I probably have built up a little bit but it's okay to kind of feel sad and it's okay for something to knock you and it's okay to speak up and say actually I've had enough mm. and words can can stab you in the heart oh, yeah. they? you know if, if you go, go back to playground days I still remember some of the things that were said to me by mm. nasty children that carry with you through life and mm. it's just human nature to focus on the negativity and like you said you can grow a thick skin but only to a certain extent because you wouldn't want a such thick skin that nothing touches you because to be emotionally empathetic and have feelings just is human nature yeah I know it is and and to be honest with you a lot of people there's a lot of like not it's not all doom and gloom out there. And I always like to see the positive. And there's a lot of people who make comments who don't realise their words. And like, I'm sure I've said things in my time in passing that that maybe have offended someone and I they did that was not the intention. So I think intention is so important. But there's a lot of probably sick people out there who aren't well whose intention is to hurt. Um, I think we need to look at how the media is at the moment and the way the landscape is so with certain online publications and commenting sections and how things are written which kind of open up to a certain type of of conversation and a certain type of response and we need to be careful of that and not allow that and I think Instagram, Twitter, Facebook it's all still relatively new we don't really know the impact um, and it's only now we're kind of realising oh actually we probably need to have a few more um, rules in place uh, when it comes to controlling this and I think anonymity is is a bad thing when it comes to commenting. I think if you're going to comment, you shouldn't you should be able to know exactly who said it because a lot mm-hmm. of things are said just to hurt um, and probably would never be said to your face or never be said in public. Yeah. Um, so I do think it is responsibility of a lot of media platforms out there to look at what they're doing and to look at the platform that they've given people. So you came under a bit of criticism recently for appearing on the Locker, the British Army podcast um and it was it was an episode about body positivity and you very eloquently responded to some of the criticism that was levied at you on social media and I had an enormous amount of respect for you for engaging with these people in conversation is that a strategy that you want to take because I know many celebrities would just take a you know a stonewall approach where they they ignore the comments I will always engage in progressive conversation I think there's nothing wrong with progressive conversation it's very important for us all to better ourselves um I don't think everyone wants to have progressive conversation um I can understand why sometimes people can be may see an image and think it's something that it isn't but I myself included but I always think it's important to do your research if you're going to complain about a podcast have you listened to that podcast if you're going to give out about a film have you watched that film there's a lot of people who give out about like television shows and like have you actually watched the show um but I if I I am always open to progressive conversation and I think that is really really important um it's when the conversation becomes not a conversation that's when I don't engage in it and I'll say my piece like I will in many different things like even after 
after Caroline, I chose to speak on my platform, my radio show in my way. And then I didn't need to speak about it again because that was, mm. I have to also self-care. And I I think if you've got the right platform and you can use your voice and say how you feel in, in that particular time, that's very important. But I don't agree in like, I like I, continuously talking about it because it loses the the original thought and the original opinion. So you mentioned self-care in, in the guise of your online platforms. Mm. How do you practice self-care with your own social media? Do you create your feed, um, actively yeah. only choose positive accounts? I um, I think it's important not to live in a bubble as well because uh, like during lockdown, I had to like not necessarily watch the news every day, but I also wanted to know what was going on in the country that I was living in. So that's really important. Um, but I do think curate um, what you see. It's hard because the algorithms keep changing. So sometimes things will pop up my newsfeed from people I'm not following. And I'm like, I'm int- intentionally not following that person because I find them quite aggressive. Um but I do think curating what you see, take a day off if you want. Um, and yeah, I I guess I'm, I feel like I'm in my 30s now. I think if I was like a teenager, it'd be very difficult. I remember my younger brother, I have a brother who's much younger than me and he's not on Twitter. And I said, why aren't you on Twitter? Is everyone in your class not on Twitter? And he went, I just don't want to do that to myself. I don't need to. Like if there's a party I'm not invited to, I don't want to know. Yeah. And I just thought that was really, I was like, wow, God, you're wiser than I am. Yeah. Um, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. It's not burying your head in the sand, but I think you you have a right to yourself to protect yourself. Um, yeah. And I mean, I still think social media overall can be a positive. You can create a really strong community. I try to create my feed, what I put out there um, and keep it as positive as possible. I can put up a picture of me, a selfie of nice hair and makeup. And then maybe the following post might be something um, a bit more important of something that's going on in the world. And I try to balance it as much as possible because I feel like that's probably more effective for my followers. So this podcast is called Going for Goal. What are your goals slash goals for the remaining of 2020 going into 2021? I um, I like the idea of goals because I was, I was reading something recently and I was writing um, some stuff about the purpose because I think the most important thing in life is having that purpose. And the goal is not necessarily the the be all and end all, but the goal kind of gets you towards your purpose. So if you know what different goals can kind of get you towards what you want um, and what makes you happy. And let's be honest, at the end of the day, it's just to be happy. Isn't that what it's all about? Um, So I just think surviving each week during lockdown, I think that is a goal. Um, Keeping the spirits up. Uh, cooking meals for ourselves that was a goal um, because the purpose was just getting through it Um, I was very lucky that um, I I had my first book deal and so I was writing a lot during lockdown I do find writing really important for me um, like I, I enjoy that people like my writing, but for I do it selfishly as well because I enjoy doing it as a process, as a therapy. Um, so that's been lovely. So I get to have my first book. I guess I guess it won't be fully published till next year, but like that's done this year. So that was quite a nice little goal in in the purpose that I'm going towards. And uh, yeah, I just think the fact I think if we get to December, if we get to Christmas, I'm sure that's my goal. Yeah, in one piece and be able to enjoy Christmas and eat mince pies in the company of our and I'd family. love to I'd love to be able like to be back home in Ireland for Christmas because I always spend every Christmas in Ireland so um well 
Nora, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I have to say, I love your wallpaper behind you. Ah, so thank nobody you. can see. I can see Laura's flamingo wallpaper. <laughs> that is super, super cool. So um, thank you so much for joining me. And I do hope you get through the rest of the year without um, anxiety. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we can enjoy. And um, I hope to see you on our screens again next year because Love Island is back next year now, isn't it? It's, it's back being, next summer, yeah. It's being cancelled, so it's back yeah. next summer. So I might see you on a screen doing something else before then, hopefully. I, I hope we do. Well, <laughs> thanks so much, Laura. It's been lovely chatting. Thanks, Claire. Have a good one. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. And if there's any other celebrities or wellness influencers that you love and would love to hear on Going for Goal, then let us know. If you're a big fan of them, then we're probably a big fan of them too. As ever, if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.